0: You're to listening the Word to the Word Podcast,
1: Podcast. The Word
0: The I am Bob France, and we have a very special episode today. We're talking to two of the editors from Tales of the Cloak Room. We're talking... Yes. Don't forget that part. We're talking to Logan... And JB, they're the two editors of the book. We're gonna have them on and talk about this wonderful project they're working on. I've seen the preview at the book, and it's really good, dude. Like it's, it's awesome. It's really good. Like I'm really excited about it. Uh, these dudes are really excited about it too. And uh, let's let's uh, let's dive right go. No, well, before we dive right in, What's uh, I also wanted to throw out that this episode of the Word Bros podcast is brought to you by the fine, fine people at Three Rivers Comic Con sponsor right sponsor yeah buddy so um three rivers comic con is coming up and kevin and i will be there it's going to be a lot of fun three rivers comic con is in the fantastic city of pittsburgh pennsylvania june 3rd and 4th saturday 10 a.m to 7 p.m and sunday 10 a.m to 5 p.m at the david lawrence convention center kevin and i'll be there Really excited to be there. They're going to have some great guests. It's going to be a wonderful show. We're really excited about doing it. Tickets are on sale now, so get your tickets for Three Rivers, a Comic Con. Let's see some of those guests
1: real quick. Let's see here, In Pittsburgh, see. Pennsylvania. I was trying to give them that uh, that GTA Two Shady Acres vibe. Let's
0: uh, Daryl Banks and Don Simpson and Justin Birch and Matt Horak and robert hack and ron friends and p craig russell and so many more all kinds of comic legends are going to be at the show it's going to be really great we're excited to be there as well kevin cuff and myself the word bros will be there it's going to be great so come down and be a part of it that is june the 3rd and 4th at three rivers comic con in beautiful pittsburgh pennsylvania i can't wait i'm really excited um Robert Baker. I'm get I'm getting in town early. I'm going to I'm going to hit town, the town Friday uh, and I'm going to go to uh, you should come. We should go to I'm going to go to a, I'm going to a Pirates game.
1: Take me out to the ball
0: games. Yeah. PNC Park in Pittsburgh is is been voted like the best park in Major League Baseball like 5 or 6 years in a row.
1: and, and who are the Pirates playing? I uh, fuck it. I don't know. Nah, who cares?
0: I'm just going to the game. <laughs> You're just going just for the stadium. Yeah, I'm going to see the state. i I see I'm a baseball nerd, so I want to check out the stadium. I want to do all that stuff. So I'm going to uh to Pittsburgh to the Pittsburgh for the con. And just so happens the pirates are in town. So it's a lucky weekend for me.
1: It is. You're gonna have a great time.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And we're gonna be together.
1: That's the best.
0: That's the best.
1: It's always better together.
0: It is. A Three Rivers Comic Con. Join the Word Bros in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, June third and fourth. Yes. And Let's speaking of
1: better together. Yes, we have Scott Snyder and JB and Logan. Those yep, they're all better together. Yes, sir.
0: All right, we have the two. Uh, not all of them, but we have two of the editors from tales from the cloakroom volume two scott snyder presents tales from the cloakroom volume two i had to throw that in because jb brought it up we've got jb hawkins and logan what's your last name bud because it's not on your screen.
2: rogers there it is rogers, Lo- logan uh,
0: rogers
2: yeah good day in the neighborhood neighbor
0: yeah so you guys are um you're the editors you you uh you folks are the editors of this book correct
3: that's correct yeah. I got it. I also wrote a story right. that's in, that actually was able to make it in there too. So that's. Cool.
0: I mean, well, I mean, you know somebody, so I think it was probably easy to get <laughs> it in, right, JB? Like you know somebody, so you're good.
3: I guess yes.
0: That's it's awesome. not just any somebody. It's Scott Snyder. So like. That. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> him. He's the editor of the book. He picked his own story. That's what I, that's what I was getting at, Kevin. Uh, my my idea was
2: more nefarious. Yours was, you know, a little more polite and gentle. So
0: this thing little... is. Go ahead, Logan, I'm ahead. sorry. I was
2: gonna say I was gonna say little inside baseball. JB actually showed up at my doorstep with like flowers one day, wine the next day, and was just like please accept my story over and over and over again until eventually I had no choice but to file a restraining order or say yes. And so I said yes. That's really I, sweet
0: that's
3: of the you. The only way oh, we thought... communicate is through Zoom now. <laughs> <laughs> Court ordered. Court ordered. Court ordered. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm... I understand. Now, we Logan, editors if like that with us, I
0: mean, if now, if we were to woo an editor, what kind of flowers and wine should we give them? Like,
1: do you have was any to like a Miley Cyrus song or something? Like, <laughs> you can't buy yourself flowers. So I'm going to buy them for you. Got it just went
3: <laughs> off of eBay and held it up the whole time. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that movie. God, that movie was fantastic. <laughs> I'm surprised that was a reference from you, JB, because uh, you don't look very, I can't tell you, but you don't look like an older cat. It does. You don't look like the say anything audience. Oh, there it is. It's <laughs> hidden behind the microphone. All that gray. Look at that. Yes. That was it. That's interesting. I microphone placement. That. Now I understand.
3: Maybe yeah. I need
1: to get one of those, but I don't think it'll help <laughs>
3: There you go.
0: So, so you gentlemen, you folks, you dudes are the editors of this book. Now, how did you get attached to, I mean, cause let's be honest, this is a, a like a Scott Schneider production. Like this dude is the, I mean, cause I was, Say in comics, there's like James Ty on Scott Snyder and then everybody else. And that's it. Right. So like, how did you get attached to Snyder? How did that happen?
2: So back in 2019 or such, he launched his Scott Tober where he dropped his original comicsology. It's not 2019. That's way far back. Uh 2021. Okay, And so he did that and launched a Substack class. The students who jumped on immediately, like right around when he started his first ever live class, they all got together in the Discord server, made their own, and went, let's just make our own comic anthology. They had no idea what it was going to be. They just got together and said, we're going to do this. And eventually they decided that they were going to do a bunch of six-page stories all revolving around a jacket because his press imprint is called Our Best Jacket with Very two T's that's press. very,
0: very clever.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that became Tales of the Cloakroom, volume one, but at the time was just Tales from the Cloak Room. So then when the Kickstarter went live, I found out about it via the social medias because I joined the class a few months late. Um like I it started in October, I think I jumped on in like December or January, and then I messaged uh, one of the writers and artists in both volumes, C. Solis, or Solis. I, I apologize if you're listening right now, and um, they got me in touch with Ben O'Grady, who was one of the editors on the first one and has a story in volume two. And then eventually, after a meeting or two with the editors of the last book, I just put out the call and said, hey, I'm looking for editors. I'm looking for writers. Let's try to do what they did. At first, we didn't know it was going to be volume two. I said, we could do a volume two. We could do a different thing. What do you all want to do? And eventually, anyone who was interested hopped into a separate Discord server. And then we started the uh, entire process for volume two, which goes live on Kickstarter in just about a month here.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so... So that's that's very um. What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, yeah, you show a lot of initiative there, just grabbing the bull by the There's horns. A lot of gumption. Be like, that's yeah, the, um, yeah. That's a good word, Kevin. That. Gumption. It's a lot of gumption just to just jump oh, right I, in and I say. I'm a writer. I mean, it's a decent. Yeah. word. Right. Say I'm going to take this project over, and we're doing a volume two. That was that intimidating at all for you, or did you just feel like it was going to be a natural fit?
2: I told everyone from the offset that this could go as well as the first one, or it could do absolutely nothing and we fall on our face as far as the Kickstarter phase goes. And I said to everyone, like, throwing it out there now, I am just hopping on and doing it um, and hoping that, like, with editorial support with JB and our other ones, Jason, when we got assembled, that we could just carry the book out. We've had... Such a successful time with the writers and the artists making the comic and then also getting the PR out for it. We got to go hang out with Scott at C2E2 nice. uh, recently, Jason and I. Yeah. So we handed out preview copies there. Um, and to answer your question about like the intimidation thing, I secretly had this like yearning for the age that's no longer around where like someone like Joe Casada could just walk into Marvel and be like, Hey, do you have any jobs open or like <laughs> Jeff Johns calling up um, Richard Donner's, you know, studio and being like, do you have any internships? Like, the, like those days don't exist anymore where you could just literally walk in and say, do you have anything? And they're like, you got lucky. We do have something. Draw this cover for us. Yeah. So when that came around, I was like, well, I'll just throw my hat out and see what comes of it. And I got very, very lucky. Now, JB, how did you get hooked up with this project?
3: So I was in the class, um, since the beginning, uh, kind of like Logan, I didn't really get into the discord until way later. Uh, I was just more interested in, in tuning into Scott's class. And, uh, cause you know, I, I, have always wanted to write comics. Uh, I'm at a point in my life where I can do that, um, a little bit. And so like Logan, when they did the Kickstarter for that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this was going on. Um, and when, there was a call for a second anthology. I I just jumped on it uh, mainly as a writer, and then I noticed that it was just Logan and Jason at the beginning, and I was like, you know what? Uh, can I help you guys out? Like, just because I wanted to make it happen, you know. And I felt like, um, I, I felt like I could help, so I just I threw my hat in as well, and it's been really really awesome learning experience. It's it's great.
0: i right, I'm gonna so, throw I'm gonna throw this out there too, Kevin, real quick jb you sound fucking fantastic like what like that no microphone sitcoms. is great like your voice is wonderful like how are you doing this like what kind of microphone are you using
3: sure sm7b it is classic for any radio broadcasts um or yeah. vocalists we're vocals. i i uh i moonlight as a musician too
0: you have a great voice
3: thanks um so yeah i've got the equipment because i like to do recording and stuff too and just figured I'd hook it up and it's great.
0: Listen to how <laughs> crystal clear he is. Like, you sound amazing.
3: Right.
0: Like, I was listening to you talk and I was like finding myself mesmerized by your sweet <laughs> baritone voice. Like, oh my God, this is He fantastic. wants you to read the comics to him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm well, you
3: do that. I'm envious of you for doing like voice work. I've always wanted to do that, especially for like cartoon characters.
0: I mean, you have a great voice and you sound wonderful. Thank you. Uh, JB, you are the best sounding guest we've ever had on the podcast, just in sense of like the tone of your voice and the audio quality. It's the quality that really comes through. It's not crackling. Like it just, it just sounds really great.
3: I've saved up for this quality. Believe me.
0: Wow. That's awesome. I even wrote down the name of the microphone. I'm like,
1: I might have to get me one of these fucking things. He wants one of those because he thinks it'll make him sound less raspy. So make
3: sure, make sure you uh, get a, what's called a cloud lifter with it. A, A
1: cloud lifter. Yes. In are your you, case, in your case, it's a clown lifter. Yes, exactly. You're a clown, and you won't be able to use that microphone.
0: Now, are you are you speaking through like a like a uh, do you have like a mixing board right. or anything like that?
3: I've got like a Claret Eight pre uh, audio interface that I'm going through. Wow, yeah.
0: listen to you! Even that's amazing. I'm really impressed. <laughs> but, let's, but let's get back to the comics. All right, so you got you two, and there's a third. Are the editors of this project? How many? stories are we looking at here because i saw the preview i read three of them and they were fantastic Before so you guys answer, like you stole my question i'm sorry go ahead kevin
1: no you're good you you got it you already, you already answered. okay well there you go <laughs> um how, yeah how many stories were were there and how did so, you guys decide on what story like how many p- six page stories to include like how many pages is the whole thing
2: the whole thing is a hundred and six pages of story and then oh, the nice. other pages are just like the credits, you know, so on and so forth. Um, the selection process, we actually did a mock sort of class setup to mirror because you know, Scott's is an educational setting, so we decided that there was two options. One was that here's the deadline. You can go off, make your own comic, submit it by the deadline if you don't want any input from us whatsoever. By all means, you know, go. And if there were other people who wanted to have a little bit more of a collaborative relationship or go through the process of what it might be like to submit a pitch, to submit a draft and to redraft it and then to go into, you know, art layouts and then get review on that and go into pencils and so on and so forth. We set up A little mock five-month timetable where about every six weeks or so was a new deadline so the first deadline was get us your pitch if you want pitch reviews get us your pitch the next deadline was get us writers draft one of your comic and then a month later get us draft two after we've given you notes if you have any questions we can hop on a discord chat talk about it uh, go over whatever you have any thoughts on so on and so forth Draft two is the same, but draft two is closer to this is where you're locking in your final script. You should have your artist finalized by this point. And then the next phase was getting in touch with the artists and being like, hey, so you have your scripts. Can we see your layouts before you go to the point of no return where you're penciling something and you've done all the work in the world? But then we have notes for you because we know that we aren't Marvel or DC and we don't have the uh resources to tell someone to go back and draw an entire new page yeah, yeah and yeah. you know they're they're do like these are people with jobs and lives and so on and so forth that are giving it in whenever they can at any hours of the day <laughs> so we're trying to be respectful of that and then the next deadline was get us your finished art and hopefully by that point the finished comic letters and all so you can have one more month as editors to review all of them get the notes back to anyone um who needs them to change letters or any small final tweaks that aren't massive deals to go and fix Uh and then after that we just got together the three of us and went through all the submissions and said okay what are we, what are we taking? And we ended with 18 stories total.
0: You chose to do this. Like you took this on vol. This sounds like Like, an enormous amount of work.
3: Masochism.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like she's Louise. Right.
3: I'm going to punish myself, buddy. You know,
0: I mean, that is, that's a crazy amount of work that you put yourselves through. I mean, because normally Kevin and I have been in anthologies. It's very much like, all right, you got in, get everything to us by, you know, March 8th and you're good. But I mean, this is like multi rounds of notes and, and, and outlines and re-outlining and holy shit, this is crazy. No wonder why the volume uh, of the preview is so good. Like this sounds like you guys went through like some pain detail to get this done yeah they're both they're both just nodding Shit. with this dead look well, in their eyes like well, yes I was, oh my god I was, it was I was so much fun
1: horror. Horror. <laughs> do, you, do, do either of you ever want to do left. another comic again <laughs> oh no.
2: god yes yes okay. absolutely you No, know, part of the reason why we did that was we wanted to do two things one was that for people who felt like they wanted the 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 help Um, We wanted anyone at any entry point to come on and try to have a means to submit a story that could be published. The only real criteria that we had by the end of it was, is this something that you would see Image, Marvel, DC, Boom, anything put out? It was this needs to be industry standard comic and it's not that you can't have your comics go in any direction that you want them to because they're experimental comics and so on and so forth and many different things you can do but the whole thing was if i were to go to my local shop and ask them what is the newest pulp sci-fi whatever genre it's in thing they could hand me that person's six-page story and be like here's a preview um and we wanted to make sure that everybody who got in got to have the time to go over all of that it was also a selfish pursuit on my end where i wanted to build my editorial chops ah, and there it I, is there yeah is. and I come from theater and theater, even in the professional sphere with writing, you go through so many phases of working on the same play over and over and over and over again, where it's like, I'm going to do a reading of it in this city with this people, this version of the script. I'm going to take their notes. I'm going to go back, write a new version of my script, find a different place to exhibit my show, or in some cases, exhibit an entire finished production of a play before you go back and change the script again and so on and so forth until you finally have the version of it that goes out to the world permanently or until you just get to the version where you stop working on it. So the thing that I saw there at least from theater was that you can build so much more um, not only just like community between like your artists, your writers, and like yourself as editors, but you can also give people the room to breathe and to find whatever in the story makes it special for them. Like we have one story in particular that one of our writers um, turned in. The story is called Calibus, and it's about a Turkish vampire who was aiding the um, the allies in World War II to, to defend Turkey. And the first graph that we got of it was essentially a treatment for a series. There was so much in there. And then our biggest note was, please go back and you know try to focus on just one thing, tell a six page story with this thing. And this guy, Yusuf the writer, kind of did the impossible where he took the note and then said, "I'm going to fit in the entire scope of what I was talking about, but I'm going to do it in six pages." Good and it, it is fabulous.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's it was that was really cool to see it condensed to that and still come across as just such a like it's a great it's a great story, a lot of stuff in one one thing and it's it doesn't feel jumbled, you know, like that's that well, was that's that's about.
0: difficult to do in six pages. Like, I mean, you're gonna take an entire like arc of a mini series and break it into six pages. That sounds just even trying to craft that as a as a writer sounds very difficult because the whole idea of shorts are well, you don't want to jump scenes too many times and you don't want to introduce too many characters. So I was on one thing. Yeah. I'm curious to see how something like that would even work out.
3: Yeah what i loved about it is like the uh the the real detail to like history and like um and and i guess that's what allowed them to do it is it was like a history lesson so you could you could switch if you put the date right like a different year and that denotes that it's a different year and and all of that and they just yeah it was really really awesome but going back they
1: really knew their story
3: of course yeah Um, but that, that's what was really cool about the process. Kind of going back to, to, to the original question was, uh, seeing all of these like develop, oh my gosh, um, helping the, the, the people do that. That's what I wanted the most was just community. Um, I I never had any other writers to bounce things off of and, um, get critique, you know, on, uh, that's, that's what was really, really awesome about it to me.
0: So, you, so you've never, JB, you've never worked with like an editor before or, or anything I, uh, like that at all?
3: Not in comics. I am, um, yeah, I, uh, I teach, uh, communications at a, at a college here in Texas. And so I'm really used to editing papers and speeches and, you know, things like that. So I understand structures of things and, and how to give feedback to people that's going to help them as opposed to like discourage them um that's kind of why i wanted to help logan and jason when i kind of figured out what they were wanting to do i was like i can i can do that i love comics i've been reading comics since i was a kid i understand what makes a comic a good comic for the most part you know uh and so yeah let's right i can help you
0: <laughs> so what makes a good comic? in your opinion jb what makes a comic a good comic well
3: both I, of you I, both of you
0: well, okay. I'm asking j b specifically because he brought it up, but we'll get to Logan too
3: okay um I mean, the first thing I guess because it's a visual medium is the art has to be like matching the story right uh it has to be um the the panels have to take you in certain directions no misdirections right everything has to be proportional but as far as story goes it's um it's about and it's kind of it's kind of what what Scott really kind of preaches in his classes is, is it's about the character and their arc right like it's about where they start and the obstacles they face what do they learn you know or the, do they go into despair do they do things that um make them grow you know that that, and how we get to the resolution to me that's what that went that's what makes a really good comic is the everything is believable that the character's going through to where they get to the like you know the end the uh the denouement so to speak listen to that
0: now what about you logan what do you say same answer what what makes the comic great in your eyes in
2: my eyes it's um the it's it's two things it's one it's the balance of words to art and i i don't just mean that in like is the lettering good but it's does the style of story um help with the kind of story that's being told so it's similar to jb like an action comic like superman or batman and i mean scott's kind of the exception on this like you you can only make it so wordy to a point where like part of the reason why someone's going to pick that up is that they're going to see Batman or Superman punch something, yeah, you know, course. within the 24 pages that they're reading. it, they want to see something that is like, yes, that is what that character does. It's what I paid to see that character do. Um, so it's like, if that is the balance, then it's probably going to be a little bit less text, more action, or, are you going to create something that is, and I'm using superhero comics specifically right now, but like more Chris Claremontian with X-Men where you get to these wordy, almost novel-like passages that weave in and out of the art. Um, and how does that kind of storytelling be who the best story that you can make? Because it's a very easy thing to all of a sudden accidentally include way too much tech And then get in the way of your art or not find creative solutions to make the best of both worlds work because um to quote neil gaiman comics are a bottle and you can change the shape of that bottle you can change the content of that bottle and it's just a magical medium where you can do literally everything so i i look for the balance of whatever they're trying to do between story arts lettering and that. And then it's how are they playing with the medium in the way that best serves the story that they're trying to tell. Like Book of Evil that Scott's doing right now is essentially a series of chapters of a novel that just have illustrations by Jacques the same way that Neil Gaiman's Never Wears, Chris Riddell version is just Never with illustrations in them. And they're great. And technically, because of the way it weaves in and out of the art, it does qualify as a comic. So those are just examples that I look to is just how do you creatively balance that versus um, a, a finely detailed series of paintings can tell like, tell a story is also a comic book in its own right. So it's all over the board. And I just look for specificity of how they're using all those tools. That's a good
3: answer. It's very, it's very, well, <laughs> it's very well thought
0: out. I feel like we're in like a, like I should be taking notes like we're in a college mm-hmm. class or something
3: you you know, how did you j- about how to make comics for a while now, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean there yeah. are there are definitely different approaches, and I mean sure. you know, some people are more plot driven some people are more character driven, but I think you have to find what works particularly for the story that you're trying to tell, um, but for these things, like how did you pair? the the group of talents together because for so many of these stories you have like some of them even have like in the previews we've got flatters and and you know all all these other you know artists writers. How did you pair these folks together? Was that up to them to find the pairings or did you guys did you all do that? How did that work out?
3: It was totally up to uh the writers basically it was a it was a writers kind of thing in the beginning and it's like hey you know go find your creative teams and if you can get it done cool uh wish you the best of luck kind of thing so um and i think it it works out great a lot of autonomy that way
0: yeah that's interesting because i know because now so all the writers are people who've taken scott's substack class yes
3: the artists are too and letterers as well
0: okay okay so this is this is entirely the substack class
3: there's there's some creators on certain teams who aren't in the class but that you know that didn't disqualify somebody from finding a really badass letterer or you know colorist outside of class to to help them do their comic that wasn't like a restriction or anything but there is because of the community and the immediacy of being able to communicate with them within the discord already that yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people within the class on this one
0: that's really awesome that's very cool because it sounds like you all have done a great job like building this discord community because i mean you're finding letterers colorers flatters i mean this is this is really impressive because the hard part about making comics at least from kevin and i's perspective is just trying to find people good, like just trying good to collaborators f- yeah. good collaborators you know i mean yeah. so this sounds like this is all in one right one stop shopping
1: they're just not yeah um
2: the the cool part about it was that it was essentially looking at people what they would do at a con but in the digital space and to to go back to what jb was saying it is originally a writing class and so the idea was i think maybe maybe one or two people that were artists primarily that went and found people with scripts um but for the most part it was if you are a writer in comics and you do not have the skills to draw your own comic or do anything you are going to have to go out there and make a portfolio of work that shows these are comics that i've written that are finished and that is a collaborative sorry it's a a collaboration between you know all the parties involved and everyone benefits in their portfolio at the end of the day but specifically to the class a writer has to be the one who's making the the approach. And so we tried to build it the same way where it was the writer's responsibility to go out there, find an artist and figure out how they were going to build the comic together.
3: Yeah, it was great uh, trying to find artists um, and like pitching, you know, like you had to pitch to the artists. So, yeah, if they don't want to draw your comic, then they're not going they to want to draw your comics, you know. So um, that was that was really cool.
0: So you're pitching to people in your sub stack or just people in your digital Rolodex?
3: It's uh in it was, the Discord.
0: In the Discord, okay. So like so in my head, I'm picturing like like a, a digital version of the bachelorette. Like you just kind of <laughs> walk up with your pitches oh, and no, it
3: um it wasn't really like that. It wasn't like a like a you know, you have a thread, like a discussion board, and it's like here's my pitch, who wants it? It, it wasn't like that.
1: Okay.
3: There were some people who um it, it's it's a great place to network because it's like hey you know some of you who have done comics before or have something out there do you have any suggestions you know Dude, do i'm you, joining any, this
0: fucking discord yeah do you have any people <laughs> Do
3: you have any people that that you've worked with or that you know other people who have worked with and can you just shoot their socials or whatever their contact information up on the discord so we can go and try to see if they like our stories, you know, and wow. It's so cool. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was just really, really cool. Everybody's very inviting. And um, anything people post, it's like uh, so positive. Uh, it's it's really, really cool. It's like, it's not how you would think the internet usually is. <laughs> it's like, is good. Um, it's just all, it's all great uplifting people because we're all wanting to do the same thing. You yeah.
0: Know? It's, it's, it's people who all kind, because I imagine if you're in the discord, you're paying for the class. Yes.
3: Yeah. That's correct. So,
0: so you're talking about people that are actively tr- pursuing their comics dreams to the point where they're paying out of pocket to do this. Wow, this sounds. I'm. This sounds like digital utopia, Kevin.
1: I mean, it sounds pretty awesome, and and right. it's on Discord, so that's pretty. That's pretty. Discord's a pretty fun, uh, like tool to use like that because uh, you can build a better community than like one you would say like on like. Twitter, for Twitter's example. a
0: fucking wasteland at this it's point. It's because it'd
1: be like, yeah, poisonous cesspool. But <laughs> yeah, you this other, but you have this opposite utopia. Yeah, here, wow. Like, where it's like, what's like an oasis in in the in the desert of that.
0: That's amazing. <clears throat> so, so when is this Kickstarter gonna launch? Because, like I said, I've seen the first like twenty four pages. I really enjoyed all the stories that I saw. Uh, when does this thing hit Kickstarter, and uh, wh- how can we get involved?
2: Memorial Day weekend on Friday. That's, ba- that's the ballsy. 26th. I'm gu- I'm gonna tell you straight
0: up, as someone who's run tons of Kickstarters, that is fucking Eight. ballsy. <laughs> yes.
2: I would love to, I would love to hear your 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 weigh in on that. It was just because it would stick in people's brains. You were handing out you know preview comics and business cards with QR codes that led to the site, and it was just like if we just put that on there, just like Friday Memorial Day weekend, that's going to just be like oh that comic, the Kickstarter, oh Memorial Day weekend, duh. So that was the thinking behind that one. And also, it was around May of last year that Volume 1's Kickstarter happened. So we were just trying to keep to a similar calendar because hopefully, hopefully, if this goes as well as we want it to, it's going to be... Um, a yearly thing where students of each year are just going to take over the next volume of tales from the cloak room. Like that's going to be up to next year's students and next year's editors, if they so choose to carry it forward. But we hope, we hope, hope, hope to do that.
0: That's all I, cause like, yeah, normally like weekends aren't the best time for Kickstarters because people are out doing you know, other shit yeah, and especially awesome. like long weekends, like you might, and this is just, this is just my personal experience. Like you might lose because the first, what, 72 hours and well, the last yeah. 72 hours are the most important parts, parts. of your Kickstarter. So thinking mm. of, of a long weekend, I would be afraid. This is just me. I would be afraid that I would lose my hottest, 72 hours or a big chunk of it over a, a Memorial Day weekend where people might be traveling or doing other things and not thinking about the Kickstarter.
1: That's just me, though. That's just or, me. Or they're not at someplace like at their job where they're, where they're yeah. at their computer. They're
0: not bored yeah. out of their fucking face like, <laughs> like cruising the internet going, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, you know? Same with
2: Scott. Yeah. But,
0: that's, but th- I, this is also coming, I will tell you, I am a notorious... Kickstarter warrior. I am the he person is. I am the person that watches it like 24 hours a day, like it's a television show. I'll, I'll wait, I'll I'll wake up in the middle of the night and just check the Kickstarter to see if we've gotten any pledges. Like, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. Let's see if we've gotten a pledge. And, so and that's me. Yes. That's how I roll with Kickstarter.
3: <laughs>
1: that is. It's fucking terrible. It's awful. He he finds it terrifying and 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 I'm like, don't worry about it. It's it's doing fine right now. And he'll be like Oh, we lost one. Like, oh, we got two more. Like, I live in like, di- it's like, a sports, it's by, like a sports game for him. It's it like is. he's watching soccer. It is. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be fine. And I have to tell him all the time, it's going to be okay, Bob. It's going to be fine. We're doing fine.
2: <laughs> so hopefully, Feel that though?
1: you have that between. Oh, the I, I thought
2: yeah sorry no um uh, one thank you for for saying that the other is like i feel that though it's it's your baby by that point that you've gotten to the kickstarter phase like the book's done you're you're putting out to the world you know so i think i'm probably going to be the same well i'll be uh i'll be looking at that nonstop. so bob just know we have a kindred spirit over here
0: we can have like a support group like i'll 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 tell you it's gonna be okay and all that and ways we can get through it together you know yeah but the cool the cool part about doing anthologies is though you hope that because there's so many creators that they will all promote their stuff on their yeah. various socials yeah. so I mean yeah it, I mean yeah it could catch fire dude I'm I'm hoping
3: how did the first one do they did two hundred and nine percent of their oh, nice. Yeah. perfect that's,
0: that's pretty cool okay all right so you, you 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 all are hoping for something as successful or do you just want to blow those schmucks out of the water and be like look what class two did baby we're the best like is there that is there a rivalry like a sibling
1: rivalry at all a competitive, a competitiveness
3: Oh, they're like the coolest people they've um the... they've helped us a lot like just yeah. with advice and kind of procedures and how they were doing things uh you know shooting us over i mean it's the socials that we're using were that previously so we could continue the, nice. the brand, basically you know um aubrey one of the editors from the old one uh she's doing like our our credits pages as layouts like she did on the last one you know that's because nice like, yeah she already has the template so it's like um yeah it's a it's it's like We feel we want to also be that way for next year. Like to take you under our wing. Here's what we did. You know, any kind of help, any kind of advice you need, we're here, no matter what kind of thing. Uh, Because we want to see it be successful.
1: I love it it's yeah. more nurture than yeah. nature they're not trying to like be wild beasts about
3: oh, it. i know i could tell because as soon as i said it like logan's jaw
0: hit the ground i was like oh my <laughs> god i i i saw him almost leave the meeting like he was that fucking <laughs> over
2: <laughs> I
0: like i didn't say anything stuff. i swear that was the gather guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's it's they're they're incredibly kind and generous and we aren't here without them like i know some, some of the things they thought of that they were telling me about their breakdowns and everything and the problems that they solved just doing it on their own for volume one i'm over here like we're literally standing on your shoulders they did us all the solids in the world and we are the three of us uh, in this volume we're definitely a little bit more of the the artisan type And they had two or three really sharp-minded business side people over there that thought of things that I would never think of in a million years. So we owe the world to the editors of volume one. That's really great, man. I love the,
0: I love the kinship amongst this discord and this class. Like it's, It sounds like a beautiful community. You you all have uh, brewing over there. That's fantastic. So when does the Kickstarter itself launch? Well, that's right. Memorial Memorial Day weekend.
3: 26th. So you you guys
0: are launching the 26th. Were you going to do what? 30 days? 30 days. There you go. Zero. And And so now we're just waiting, right? Like you're just counting down the days to launch. How many podcasts and stuff have you done or interviews and all that other shit? Like are you beating the pavement?
2: Yeah, we've been doing a couple. This is I think our fifth one. Wow. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've done I think you're the third podcast, no fourth podcast interview. And then we did a lot of uh getting the word out networking at C2E2, which I consider that low-key podcaster networking sure. level stuff because I was talking to talking to tables, dropping off cards, picking up cards and playing that cross promo. Kickstarter game, and those things are still cooking in the oven right now, but we're hoping to get them off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how was C2E2? Did you enjoy it?
0: Like, did you feel, was it a good show for for you personally or for the project?
2: For the project, on unbelievably great like we came down with a bunch of printed copies of the preview we had 125 it was supposed to be limited we threw it out on twitter like they're going to be at scott's booth they're freebies when you go get signatures from scott and so we had people who are in the class on the discord server even like shout out on on the server while i was there like hey we're at c2v2 also so i got to meet a few of the writers while i was there um and the copies of course because Scott's lines were just so long they went away like that and when I went by the table at the end of the day Scott's assistant was just like they were all so jazzed about your book about the business cards about the book like they all sounded really excited and so I think a lot of people, whether they were or weren't Substack class members, got to walk away if they were lucky enough on Saturday to be the first people with a printed one. And part of the thinking there was just uh, give people who were there first a little bit of like exclusive preview material. Like, that's a comic that's never going to get reprinted again, and it's just theirs to take with them. So on the business side of things, incredibly successful. As far as the con side of things, goes for fun. D2E2 is my favorite of the large cons. It's my first one that I've been to in a couple of years. Um, And I was trying to go to the 2020, 2021 one, but that was like, I think I had friends who went to the one that was like literally right before COVID shutdown happened. Mm -hmm. And then they kept on pushing off 21 until the latest they possibly could. So I missed it. Um, Same with 22, but I finally got to go back for this one. And there is... An infectious energy with being around that many people who are just going so hard cosplay wise, seeing all the artists and like celebrities that are there. There is just a certain kind of joy that you cannot replicate anywhere else but a comic book convention.
0: Yeah, we had a really great time. We went to the C2E2 in December. Was it December December, of 21 when they first came back after the pandemic? I think it was 21, probably, right 20. I don't fucking know, man. I feel
1: like it was 22,
0: but I don't know. But we had a blast. Like it was a really great show. Uh, we sold a lot of books. Like it was just fun, man. And 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 just be and just being back in the in the environment, like you were saying, like there's nothing more. It just gets you going. It just gets your creative juices going. No matter how small or big the show may be, you just walk around and you see people's stuff and you're like, man, I need to, I need to continue creating. I need to continue doing these things because this is what brings me joy. And I love being in this environment. So yeah, it's, it's a, it really recharges the old batteries, you know? Well, that's wonderful, JB. Uh, were you at C two E two as well, or were you just kicking it in
3: Texas? I was there in spirit. Oh, okay. I, I was able to get in a picture with Logan and Jason and one of our writers and Scott and Tony, um, because my picture was on Logan's phone. So I was. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's documented. <laughs>
0: I mean, that, that's all you need. It's an alibi, right? Like, it I don't know if it'll hold up in court, but maybe Probably we can give it a try.
2: Not- but well, that's fantastic. I kept on imagining uh just like J B doing Steve's blue skidoo song from like the nineties blue clues and just like <laughs> popping into my phone right before the picture was taken. <laughs>
1: Can you do the mail song? The mail song would be the best one. <laughs>
3: but I really yeah, I uh, oh man, I wanted to go so bad. But. Especially
1: with that voice, he does the male song. It's 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 done. You guys got a funded Kickstarter right there. Yeah. Like as, a, as a bonus, you got to offer JB doing the male song, like, you know, an audio recorded version of the male song.
3: Play a ukulele yeah. and then do a baritone. That
1: would be fantastic. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm, I, I, would,
0: I would back for that. I mean, I'm going to back it anyway, because the vocal looks beautiful. But yeah, if you're going to do ukuleles and blues clues, I'm in. Like, yeah. let's go. That's let's very go. Wholesome. Let's go. That. All right, so where can we find this book on social media? Where can we find you, Logan and J B on social? Like, how do we connect with you if how do the listeners connect?
2: I am on Twitter at L Writer, like the profession Rogers of the L Writer Rogers, yes. R-O-D-G-E-E-R-S, Rod Jairs. It's my Twitter. Uh you can also find both J B and I at Cloakroom Comics at both Twitter. And the Instagram. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. And yeah. uh I'm Mr. Dot JB Hawkins on um on Insta.
0: Nice. Okay. Oh, and do, and I since couldn't... this this project was kind of built on Substack, are you guys do you use Substack at all outside of Snyder's thing or how does that how do you guys do that?
2: Yeah, so I use Substack and the creation process of the book as the newsletter for people who weren't on Discord as much because we had the odd writer or artist that was like, I hop on this thing every now and then, but I'm not here all the time. And so I made a Substack newsletter to get the word out to them when necessary. And then for this book, we do have a newsletter that I'll be ramping up more and more. It's also via Substack. If you go to any of the socials for Cloakroom Comics, there's going to be a link tree in there. And it's also the same QR code that was on the back of the preview issue and on our business cards. Okay, it goes to our link tree. You can see the preview of the book there. The link for the Kickstarter is there, as well as um, anything else you might need social-wise and the Substack newsletter. You can hop on there, sign up, and follow along.
1: Please well, do. There,
0: well, there you
2: go. I mean, it's
0: pretty simple,
2: everybody. Let's get this
0: thing going. Uh, it launches over Memorial Day weekend. Tales from the Cloakroom, Volume 2. Logan JB, thank you guys uh, so much for coming on. We had a blast doing this. And uh, we wish you nothing but success. Nothing but success.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You as well. Me.
0: That was a Logan and JB from tales of the cloakroom volume two. That thing is coming to Kickstarter, uh, Memorial really day friends. weekend. Yes. Memorial day weekend. It'll be on Kickstarter. So check that out. The book is fantastic. The preview of it looks great. I'm really excited about this book and it looks a lot. It looks really fun, man. And these are, I mean, some of these, this is JB. We talked to him afterwards. This is the first thing he's ever done. He's it's
1: like, awesome. like, but it's just, great great yeah the, yeah the work was great so like yeah. i would say definitely take a look at it kickstarter there's some great work in there from great writers and artists that are trying to come up in the comic sphere so like help fund someone's dreams
0: there you go all right everybody thank you so much i believe you're listening to the word bros podcast the WordBros.com.